Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, November 28th, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Amanda Bynes, Stephen Hellenberg, Will Smith, Adam Levine, Rita Moreno, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this message Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Afghanistan, like me, coming home can be harder than expected, but it turns out I wasn't alone. At IABA.org, there's There's a free free online online community of thousands of vets who've got your back. back. Whether it's managing the transition home or everyday stuff like finding a nice sweater for my dog. Sweater? Okay, maybe not that. Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America is there for you. Join our community at IABA.org. We've got your back. Brought to you by IABA and the Ad Council. Happy holidays, everybody. This is George Strait for Rad, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. When you're traveling during the holidays and see someone who's had too much to drink about to get behind the wheel, get those keys and save a life. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show or you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash that'sentertainment.com. Radio, follow us on Twitter at uh, That's Entertain One, that's T H A T S, Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, that's S T I L E T T O and the number 14. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, just type in T Jones Gibbs, that's T J O N E S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly cloudy, cold, windy, 41 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone line, on your computer, 
thank you again for joining me here on this real this no, last November, that last Wednesday in November, actually. Um, Wow, last week was Thanksgiving. We were just getting ready to prepare for the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, getting our homes prepped, getting our food prepped. And now, um, Saturday, I think Saturday is December 1st, right? So, uh, and uh, how's everybody doing? You know, tonight, if you're here in New York City, is the actual, uh, the lighting, the annual lighting of the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. Also, we have three and a half weeks left till Christmas. So the pressure is on, people. The pressure is on. So how is everybody doing? Um... I'm trying to take it easy. I'm trying to chill. But uh, as usual, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to entertainment news, as always. Amanda Bynes is making a comeback, people. That's right. Uh, she has been sober for about four years now. So she's hinting a return to showbiz. She's on the cover of Paper Magazine. And she revealed in the interview that uh, she, uh, for the first time, she's talking about her mental health, her struggles, drug abuse. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Also, the creator of one of the most loved characters, animated characters on TV today, we're talking about SpongeBob SquarePants, the creator of the popular animated series, Stephen Hellenberg, died uh, yesterday. He was only 57. He was struggling, battling ALS. We'll talk about that. Will Smith... uh, was struggling for years with his relationship with his oldest son, Trey. Uh, He posted a video on Instagram yesterday where he teared up when he spoke with his son there in uh, uh, Abu Dhabi, and uh, he talked about that something that his son had said to him that moved him to tears. I'll tell you what was what he said. And uh, Adam Levine, you know, Maroon Five had uh, really the uh, the lead singer, the front man. Adam Levine is really struggling about doing the Super Bowl halftime. As you know, uh, they first had offered it to Rihanna, then they went to Pink, and. Uh, Rihanna and Amy are saying, you know, that Adam Levine or Maroon 5 should not do the Super Bowl halftime in protest against the Super Bowl because of, you know, the whole uh, backlash for uh, Colin Kaepernick. For He's taking the backlash for taking a knee during the national anthem. And Rihanna is trying to get to Adam Levine and Amy to say don't do it. It's you know, we're trying to protest against the against the NFL for what they did to Colin Kaepernick. So he's feeling the heat. And guess what? Super Bowl was what, two almost in in two months? So I'll tell you oh, what he's uh, how's he feeling right about now. And uh Rita Moreno it's feeling a tingling of excitement. Uh, the reason being is that uh, director Steven Spielberg has reached out to her because he is going to try to do a uh, return of the West Side Story movie, and he's asked 
Rita Moreno to be the executive producer. He he wants her to come on board because she that was the movie that put Rita Moreno on the map. And her scene in the West Side Story is one of my my personal opinion the best scene in the movie, and it's also Steven Spielberg's favorite. And that's why he had reached out to her to be the executive producer and to also be in the movie as well. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it! All right. Well, Amanda Bynes, do you call it a comeback or is she the comeback kid? Well, whatever, because, you know, Amanda Bynes is four years sober, and she's hinting at a return to showbiz years after ducking out of the spotlight following a very public breakdown. The She's a Man star, who's now 32, opened up for the first time about her mental health struggles and drug abuse in an interview with Paper Magazine and expressed frustration with the relentless media attention that seemed to thrive on picking her apart at her lowest. The actress and comedian was arrested for a DUI in 2012 and was hit with reckless endangerment and marijuana possession charges a year later after she was caught smoking in her mar- uh, I'm sorry, in her Manhattan apartment lobby and tossing a bung out of her window. The case was later dismissed. Later that year, Bynes was hospitalized and placed on a mental health hold after she set a small fire in the driveway of a California home. Looking back, Bynes admitted that her attitude towards the business first soared with 2006 She's the Man, as the actress said, seeing herself dressed as a boy on screen led to a deep depression that lasted four to six months. Uh, Easy A in 2010 had a similar effect, and Bynes said she was so distraught by her performance that she convinced herself she needed to quit acting. Bynes said she first started smoking weed at age 16, but then abused harder drugs until years later when she discovered Adderall around the time she was filming Hairspray. The All That alum said she became hooked, and once she left showbiz after Easy A found refuge in drugs. The actress has now been sober for four years and is grateful to have left behind the substance that she says really messed up her brain. Bynes is currently enrolled at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, where she gets an associated degree this month and start working towards a bachelor degree in January. But a return to acting could still be in the cards. The star says she hopes that she'll return to the silver screen the same way she entered it, with excitement and hope for what to come. Good for her because she was, you know, as you know, as you heard, she was just doing too much. She was calling out celebrities, uh, talking about calling them ugly, talking about them. She was just wilding out. She was out there. But I'm glad she's getting staying focused. She's going. She went back to school. She's getting her degree, and uh, hopefully, this will be an amazing comeback for her. Uh, Steven Hellenberg, the creator of the popular animated series SpongeBob SquarePants, he died Monday after a battle with ALS. He was only 57 years young. Nickelodeon rem- remembered the showrunner as a beloved friend and longtime creative partner. Hellenberg revealed he had been diagnosed with ALS in March of 2017, but said at the time that he would continue working on SpongeBob, the beloved series he created in 1999. 
a former marine biologist, Hellenberg blended his love of the sea and animation with the groundbreaking show, which featured a yellow sponge living in a pineapple under the sea with his starfish best friend, Patrick, his crab boss, Mr. Krabs, and his pet snail, Gary, among others. Hellenberg told the New York Times in 2001, He said that he, quote, I wanted to do a show about a character that was an innocent, and so I focused on a sea sponge because it's a funny animal, a strange one. I thought it was a funny, nerdy, squeaky, clean square, unquote. The show premiered in 1999, and it's in its 12th season, having aired more than 250 episodes. SpongeBob inspired a feature-length film in 2004, which the Emmy-nominated Helen Berg wrote, produced, and directed, as well as a sequel in 2015, and a Broadway musical, which debuted in 2017 to critical acclaim. And prior to his work in Bikini Bottom, Helen Berg was a director and writer for Nickelodeon Rocco Modern Life from 1993 to 19. 1996, the Oklahoma is survived by Karen, his wife of 20 years, his son Clay, mother Nancy, brother Brian, and Brian's wife and children. May he rest in peace. And Will Smith said he struggled for years with his oldest son Trey following the divorce from his mother, Sherry Zampino, in uh, 1995. Uh, in an emotional video posted to his Instagram yesterday on Tuesday, Smith teared up while speaking about his now restored relationship with his 26-year-old son. Smith shared the video of himself talking in his hotel room in Abu Dhabi where he and Trey had been spending quality time at the 2018 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And his son Trey said uh, to him, he said, quote, You know what, Dad? I just realized you're not just my dad. He said, I'm pretty sure you're my best friend. And Smith's eyes just, you could see he was tearing up as he continued. And Will Smith said he was like, whoa, uh, yeah, man, probably, probably. And the Aladdin star who married trade mother uh, uh, Sherry Zampino in 1992, although they divorced in 1995, Smith still remained friends with Trey's mother. And in fact, he recently shared a throwback photo with the couple and a baby tray for Zampino's birthday, calling the actress the best baby mama ever. Smith's wife of 21 years, Jada Pickett-Smith, also posted a tribute for Zampino's milestone. Smith and Jada co-parent Trey along with their two children, Jaden, who's 20 now, and Willow, 18. So yeah, he got a little emotion, emotional because you remember they kind of the relationship was rocky in the beginning, but now that he's older and they're spending time, they they he learned to you know kids they when they get older they start to appreciate their parents more. So uh, yeah, it was all on film, all on his uh, social media. Right now we have here 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, Coming up next year in 2019 will be our ninth year here on BTR. I can't believe it. So I want to thank everyone who's been there listening and tuning in from the very beginning. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. 
Uh, Maroon 5 is set to headline the 2019 Super Bowl halftime show, for now at least. While the NFL has not officially announced the rock band will be taking the stage at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, E! News and other outlets confirmed in September Maroon 5 had booked the gig. After the news came out, rumors circulated that Pink and Rihanna had passed on the halftime show in support of former San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who was basically blacklisted for taking a knee during the national anthem. Celebrities like Amy Schumer had urged Maroon 5 to step down, and an online petition was created to encourage the band to drop out of the show to date. It has over 63,000 signatures. Naturally, naturally, the band's frontman, Adam Levine, is conflicted about how to proceed. For months, the singer had been named Variety's 2018 Hitmaker of the Year. He batted away questions about the band involvement. Now he tells the magazine that he's, quote, I'm still formulating a lot of things, unquote. What those things are, Levine doesn't say. Band members Jesse Carmichael, Sam Farah, Matt Flynn, Mickey Madam, uh, PJ Morton, and Jane Valentine has not commented on their involvement or the mounting backlash either. To many, it seems inevitable that rapper Cardi B would join Maroon 5 should the show go on, that is, to perform their number one smash, Girls Like You. But as she told a TMZ paparazzo in September, there's only one one way she'll take the stage. And she said when they hire Colin Kaepernick and when they bring him back. Why is Rena Marino tingling with excitement of her original role in West Side Story? Well, the actress is returning to the movie West Side Story almost 50 years after her portrayal of Anita in the movie Musical, which won her a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. The veteran Latina star has signed on to play corner store owner Valentina in director Steven Spielberg's new adaptation of the Leonard Bernstein Steven uh, Sunham stage show. Marino, who will also serve as an executive producer. Meanwhile, Spielberg insists he wanted to include Rita in his film from the very beginning, adding, quote, her Anita is one of the greatest musical performances ever filmed and a personal favorite of mine, unquote. You go ahead. And Mel B is sharing new details about her previous relationship with Eddie Murphy, the Spice Girl star who shared 11-year-old daughter Angel with the actor sat down for a candid interview on Good Morning Britain during which she talked about her past romances and her new memoir, Brutally Honest. In her book, Mel stated that Eddie, who who she dated in 2006, is the great love of her life. Mel went on to say that it was love at first sight when she met Eddie. When asked if the part of uh, her hopes they'll get back together, Mel B said that she can't say that because he's currently in a loving committed relationship. Eddie and Paige Butcher, who are expecting their second child together and his tenth child overall, are also currently engaged. Yeah, and um, also Mel B also went in in her new memoir that uh, they was at a party and they kept looking at each other, kept eyeing each other, and it was like love at first sight. It was like instant attraction. And she said it was so tense that eventually she had to leave the party. (laughs) 
But I remember when um, she was pregnant with their daughter, and I remember when the baby was born, Eddie wasn't too nice. He told her to get a pregnancy test because he didn't believe the baby was his. So I don't. I wonder, did she talk about that part? But she only. So far, she only gave him. You know, she said nothing but good things about Eddie. But I remember when the, he was like dead set against claiming the child, for real. So, Oprah Winfrey, speaking of Will Smith, he and Oprah Winfrey and Dave Chappelle and John Legend and Stevie Wonder and more, they're going to appear on Q85, a musical celebration for Quincy Jones, which is set to air December 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern on BET. Longtime Grammy producer Ken Elridge produced a two-hour special, which was taped in September at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Now, the show will examine Jones' career as a go-to hit maker, as well as his contribution to film and television, worked as a human, uh, humanitarian, his contribution to jazz and success as a producer, highlighting his relationship with uh, the King of Pop, former Michael Jackson. Uh, the show will feature musical performance from Legend and Wonder, as well as Gladys Knight, Brian McKnight, Gloria Stefan, Fantasia, Charlie Wilson, Sam Smith, Jennifer Hudson, Megan Trainer, and Neo. Meanwhile, Winfrey Smith, Chappelle, Usher, LL Cool J, Danny Glover, Ludacris, and Jones' daughter, actress-director Rashida Jones, will share stories about the legendary musician and producer. Jones is the subject of the new Netflix documentary, Quincy, which Rashida Jones co-directs with Alan Hicks. And the cause of death has been released for Marvel comic legend Stan Lee. The County of Los Angeles Health Department death certificate issue and posted by TheBlast.com says Lee, who died at Cedar sinai Medical Center on November 12 at 9.17 a.m., expired of cardiac arrest, respiratory failure, and congenitive heart failure. A secondary case was uh, was uh, aspiration pneumonia, which occur when food, drink, vomit, or saliva is inhaled into the lungs. Lee, who was 95, who lived in Woodmere and Hewlett uh, Harbor from 1949 to 1980 during the time he co-created Spider-Man, the Hulk, the Black Panther, and numerous other comic book characters, is survived by his daughter J.C. Lee, who's 68, of Los Angeles, and his brother, former Marvel writer, artist, uh, artist Larry, Larry Lieber of Manhattan, who's also, who's also uh, 87. And family and friends of the model, including her ex-boyfriend and the father of her children, Sean P. Diddy Combs, paid their respect at the elaborate funeral held at the Columbus Cascade Hill Church in Georgia on Saturday, November 24. We're talking about the uh, passing of the beautiful model and actress, Kim Porter. Uh, P. Diddy, uh, he was spotted arriving at the funeral with his mother, Janice Combs, in a black tuxedo and sunglasses and clutching a pink program which read KP on the front. Other guests include Kamora Lee Simmons, who was seen wearing a white suit and a large white hat, actress Tashina Arnold, Nene Leakes, and Faith Evans. Diddy reportedly arranged for Kim Gold Casket to arrive at the service in a horse-drawn carriage, and the rapper also delivered an emotional eulogy. Kim's son, Quincy Brown, 
27, who had shared with record producer Albie Shore, also spoke at the funeral and broke down while speaking. Mary J. Bly, Yolanda Adams, and Faith Evans performed musical tributes, and uh, guests uh, exit the service to Marvin Gaye's track, What's Going On, and a firework display was set off at the graveside service ended at the Evergreen Memorial Park. Diddy was later spot looking distraught at the graveside of his ex-girlfriend who was buried next to her mother. And uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, they're surprising fans while uh, filming their upcoming holiday TV special by recruiting singer Megan Trainer and actress Jane Lynch for their all-star Christmas sing-along. Jane, fellow former Glee co-star Darren Chris and R&B soul veteran Raphael Sadig also joined in the funds. They knocked on doors in Los Angeles to serenade members of the public with festive tunes. Their antics were filmed for a legendary Christmas with John and Chrissy, which is set to air tonight. And John also teased the special by sharing a clip of the caroling celebrities on social media. Tonight will be a busy night for John Legend because he is also set to feature as part of the 2018 Christmas and Rockefeller Center TV celebration right here in New York City as they uh, light up the tree for the holiday season. Now, however, John had revealed his performance was pre-recorded after one fan complained about his apparent double booking on Twitter. Can you believe it? Somebody complained about his double booking. But John, both John Tour and the TV special are designed to promote his recent holiday album, A Legendary Christmas, which includes a number of classic carols and festive originals. So make sure you tune in tonight at 8 p.m. on NBC. And Justin Timberlake has postponed another three shows on his Man of the Wood tour as he continued to battle bruised vocal cords. The, ting- the singer has now scrapped a total of eight concerts, concerts but hoped to reschedule them in 2019. The sexy backstar has been on vocal rest since he was diagnosed with bruised vocal cords, and he even took part in a silent interview on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon early this month as he promoted his book, Hindsight, and All the Things I Can't See in Front of Me. Among the shows canceled this week are shows in Phoenix, Arizona, and Las Vegas. Justin next concert is scheduled for December 5th at the Oracle Arena in Oakland, California. And speaking of another uh, concert being canceled, fans who attended Elton John concert in Orlando Tuesday night were left disappointed after learning that their idol could not entertain them that night. Staff at the Amway Center, where the show was supposed to be take place, announced that the concert had been canceled nearly 30 minutes after the show was scheduled to start. Unfortunately for fans, the Orlando show wasn't the only concert that Elton John had to cancel due to his health issues. Shortly after that, his team announced that the sold-out show in Tampa would be postponed per doctor orders. He was supposed to hold the show on the following day. Both shows in Orlando and Tampa are part of Elton's Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. The trek is expected to end on December 16, 2020 in London, England. Wow. Right now we have uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up in uh, the next half hour, we're going to be talking about rapper Takashi69. Well, apparently... uh, his upcoming album, or his album track, has leaped online, 
And uh, the album was supposed to be released on Friday, November 23rd, uh, the release of Dummy Boy, but it was postponed due to his felony arrest. I'll tell you more about it. And you remember the uh, the horror flick Candyman? Well, they're bringing it back, and it's been rumored that director Jordan Peele is thinking about taking on the director part of this uh, new reboot. I'll tell you more about it. And uh, a teaser clip from Donald Glover and Rihanna has been leaked, and it's about his uh, new movie, Guava Island. I'll tell you more about that. And congratulations are in order and is much well-deserved. Filmmaker Ava DuVernay has reportedly signed a $100 million contract with Warner Brothers. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
The Wreck-It Ralph sequel earned an estimated $55.7 million over the three-day weekend and $85.5 million over the five-day holiday weekend, making it the, the second biggest Thanksgiving five-day record opener after Frozen in 2013, which brought in $93.6 million. The three-day weekend revenue also beat the opening of the first film, which topped box office with $49 million on its first weekend. The performance of Ralph Breaks the Internet affirms Disney domination on Thanksgiving as the studio holds the top five all-time openings on the holiday. Also enjoying the feast on the holiday, Creed II nabbed the second spot at the domestic box office with an estimated $35.3 million from the weekend and $55.8 million since Wednesday. It surpassed the first movie, which grossed $30.1 million over the three-day weekend and a $42.6 million over the five-day Thanksgiving weekend in 2015. The individual feat of Ralph Break the Internet and Creed II boosted the industry for the highest-grossing Thanksgiving box office weekend on record. The two movies helped the five-day Thanksgiving box office total cross the $300 million mark for the first time ever. The animated uh, The Grinch set, uh, settled on third place with a solid $30.2 million, or dropping just 21.7% from last week, as everyone is already in the holiday spirits. Fantastic Beast, The Crime of Grinswall, plunged from the peak to number four with approximately $29.6 million on its second weekend, while Bohemian Rhapsody rounded out the top five with an additional $13.8 million on its, for, uh, on its fourth weekend. And a teaser clip from Donald Glover and Rihanna's secret project has debuted at his uh, Pharaohs Festival. Yeah, uh, the Atlanta actor, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, and Rihanna began working on the low-key film project early this year. And on Saturday, November 24th, a clip from the movie reportedly titled Guava Island was shown in New Zealand. Now, the promo featured Glover singing and playing a guitar while his girlfriend, who is played by Rihanna, walks in behind him. The clip also shows the actor rapper running around a city performing and being taken hostage. The movie was directed by Hiro Mara, who also worked with Glover on his This Is America video, and it was reportedly filmed in Cuba. It also starred Leticia Wright, who we know from The Black Panther, and Nanso Ananzi. And filmmaker Ava DuVernay has reportedly signed a $100 million deal, million dollar deal with the bosses at Warner Brothers Television Group. The Selma director, a multi-year, multi, multi-year and multi-genre overall deal will begin in January of 2019 and will include projects in drama, comedy, long-form and event series, documentaries, digital content, and other platforms according to uh, Deadline. DuVernay first teamed up with the bosses at the studio on her TV series, Queen Sugar, which she executive produces alongside Oprah Winfrey. So congratulations to Ava DuVernay. Wow. And uh, Tim Allen, you know his classic Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, was nearly a lot less jolly. That's right. The actor revealed that an early script for the 1994 holiday comedy involved his character killing Santa after finding him on his roof. That version version was scrapped, 
However, as former Disney honcho Jeffrey Katzenberg told Allen, he didn't want his family-friendly studio to begin a movie with Santa getting murdered. So the final version of the movie, of course, centered on Allen's character filling in for Santa after he comes across him on his roof and startles him. St. Nick's then falls to the ground and passes out, and Alan characters find a card in Santa's coat instructing him to put on his suit. Alan, who's 65, also joked during the interview that he wasn't the best person to play Santa because he doesn't like kids all that much. And he also goes in to say that um, the kids that were on the movie that was on the set they were asking, uh, as he was dressed up in Santa, they were asking him questions like, "How? why does he eat uh, cookies and why does he have cookies and milk? And asking him all kind of questions. He was being very sarcastic with them, you know. But, uh, yeah, can you believe it that the original script to that movie was they were going to have him right, right jump start at the gate. They were going to shoot Santa dead. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm glad that they changed that because for all the kids who do believe in Santa, that wouldn't have went over too well. And I know it wouldn't well, went well with the parents. I know that for sure. <laughs> well, Netflix has the golden ticket, I have to say. The streaming service announced yesterday that it's planning an animated series based on the book of Ronald Dolls, including Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, the BFG, and the Twits, just to name a few. The story will follow uh, Doll's original tale, but will be building out an imaginary story universe that expands far beyond the pages of the books themselves. And this is according to Netflix. Other titles expected to pop up include Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, George Marvelous Medicine, Boy, Tales of Childhood, Going Solo, The Enormous Crocodile, The Giraffe and the Pelly and Me, Henry Sugar, Billy and the Minpins, The Magic Finger, Dirty Bees, and Rhyme Stew. Netflix has recently put an emphasis on children programming, launching an in-house animation studio, and announcing several projects for kids, including uh, Guillermo del Toro's stop-motion Pinocchio and an adaptation of uh, uh, Lois Lowry's The Willoughby's. Hmm. The beloved children's book's author controversial past was recently revisited when the British royal mint rejected a Ronald Dahl's commemorative coin because he was not regarded as an author of the highest reputation. That's right. Uh, in 1990, Dahl called himself anti-Semitic in an interview with The Independent in which he rallied against Jewish-owned media. Seven years earlier, he told the new statement that there's a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Uh, production of the animated Dahl series will begin next year. And Julie Shen will return as the host of the CBS reality show Big Brother Celebrity Edition in the aftermath of her husband Les Mouves' departure from the network. CBS officially confirmed Chen returned in a press release yesterday referring to her as Julie Chen Mouves in the announcement. Chen's husband stepped down from the role of CEO of CBS Corp. in September after numerous women came forward and accused him of sexual misconduct. Mouves has denied the allegations. 
Chan, who'd been married to Muvet since 2004, has stood by her husband since the accusation emerged. She announced she was living another CB, uh, leaving another CBS program to talk in September, but her future with Big Brother had been unclear. Chen, who's now 48, notably signed off of her first Big Brother episode since the scandal began by referring to herself as Julie Chen Muvez after previously just going by Julie Chen on the show. She also shared her support for Muvez, Muvez in a Twitter post after allegations against him first surfaced. And uh, this is what she wrote in a post in Twitter in July. She says she always, he's, uh, about her husband, saying, quote, he has always been a kind, decent, and moral human being. I fully support my husband and stand behind him and his statement, unquote. The new season of Big Brother Celebrity Edition premieres on January 21st and is set to run until February 13th with multiple episodes airing each week. And Jerry Springer, wow, that's a name you hadn't heard in a, in a minute. Well, the host known for his zany, hair-pulling, furniture-tossing talk show is returning to television with Judge Jerry, a new syndicated court show. The half-hour show will launch next fall and will be dispute, uh, distributed by NBC Universal to stations covering 75% of U.S. TV households. Judge Jerry will be a traditional court show, likely in the vein of Judge Judy or the People Court, with Springer presiding with a fair yet firm hand, and this is according to NBC Universal. Springer said in a statement, quote, For the first time in my life, I'm going to be called honorable. My career is coming full circle, and I'm finally getting to put my law degree to use after all these years, unquote. The one-time Cincinnati mayor earned a law degree from Northwestern University in 1968. He has been hosting on TV since 1991. His Jerry Springer show ended production in June after nearly 30 years on the air and almost 4,000 episodes. Judge Jerry will film at the Connecticut Stanford Media Center, the same spot in which he taped his talk shows. Right now we have here... uh, 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take another music music break, and uh, when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't you go nowhere. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Thank you. 
That was uh, Charlie Puth and Boy from his latest album, Voice Notes. Right now we have here about nine minutes left remaining in the show. And uh, coming up, um, coming up, uh, before we went to the music break, uh, I was telling you about um, 
Well, remember last week we were talking about Robert De Niro and uh, he and his wife, Grace Hightower, how they've been married for about over 20, about 21 years. Well, Robert De Niro finally broke his silence this week about his marriage, and he confirmed that, yes, he and his wife, Grace Hightower, had split in a statement yesterday on Tuesday that he praised his ex as a wonderful mother and asked for privacy as they navigated their new normal. Now, reports first surfaced this month that the Oscar-winning actor and Hightower had called it quits after 21 years of marriage. The two were said to have separated and moved apart just before Thanksgiving, and this is according to People magazine. De Niro and Hightower, who dated for 10 years before marrying in 1997, have two children together, uh, Elliot, who's 20, and Helen Grace, who's 6, whom they welcome via surrogate. The couple briefly split in 1999 when the Goodfellas star filed for divorce, but they eventually reconciled before it was finalized and renewed their vows in 2004. And Kim Kardashian, she revealed she was high on ecstasy during several notable moments in her past. The reality star admitted on Sunday episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashian that she used the party drug before her first wedding, as well as when she filmed her notorious sex tape with Ray J. The reality star filmed the video with Ray J, her boyfriend at the time, in 2003, and it was later leaked to the public in 2007. The leak of the video led to a new level of fame for Kardashian. Her first marriage, meanwhile, took place in 2000, where she tied a knot with music producer Damon Thomas. They divorced in 2004. Kardashian, who is now married to Kanye West and has three children with the rapper, also recall a time she and Paris Hilton slept on rafts in the ocean after partying until the early morning. Can you believe this? That's some scary stuff on a raft. Jesus. Uh, Morning Joe co-host Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, they have tied the knot. That's right, the TV personalities were married last Saturday in the rotunda of the National Archives in Washington, marking the first time the library had hosted a wedding, according to Vanity Fair. The ceremony, which was officiated by Representative Elijah Cummings, who is a Democrat from Maryland, was reportedly shrouded in secrecy with only about a dozen family members and close friends receiving invitations over the phone. The couple have co-hosted NBC News Morning Joe since 2007 and were engaged in France in May of 2017. Brzezinski, who is 51, was freely married to journalist Jim Hoffer, with whom she shares two daughters. They split in 2016. And Scarborough, meanwhile, has two sons with his first wife, Melody Hinton, and a daughter and son with second wife, Susan Warren, uh, Scarborough, who's 55, and Warren divorced in 2013. The newlywed reportedly jetted off for a five-day honeymoon on Sunday morning. Good for them. And Roseanne Barr took to Twitter late Saturday to dismiss rumors that she suffered a major heart scare. Speculation that the comedian suffered a heart attack Saturday began after someone using Barr's telephone number called in to a live Periscope video being filmed by online radio host Lee Stranahan. The caller, who said his name was Frank, claimed to be Barr's assistant and told Stranahan he was trying to figure out exactly what to do about her apparent heart attack. 
Stranahan, who noted that the caller also had access to Barr's voicemail, and he ref- he referenced a joke Stranahan had left her several weeks ago, prompting ending the video and urged his followers to pray for the former Roseanne star. Soon after, Barr cleared up the rumor and wrote on Twitter, quote, that she was fine, along with a photo that featured her dress and a shirt with a corset printed on it. Uh, she also added, this is what Roseanne said, she said, I was in a, I was a victim of a prank, I had no medical issues, I'm spending time at home with my family and relaxing, unquote. Now, Barr has kept a low profile since May when the reboot Roseanne show was canceled by ABC after she made racist remarks on Twitter. The show returned without Barr as the Connors in October where her character killed off via an opioid overdose. She later released a joint statement with Rabbi Shumala Buteik, slamming the manner of death as adding as unnecessary grim and a morbid dimension to an otherwise happy family show. And with a comedic career that spans across television, film, and stand-up, Mike Epps will be hitting the road once again with the Funny as Itch comedy tour. Kicking off on January 18, 2019 in Jacksonville, Florida, Epps will lead the show with an all-star lineup varying from city to city. Epps will be joined on stage by some of the biggest names in comedy, including award-winning comedian of Chandelier Status, Samore, who will serve as the uh, special guest host in selected cities. Samore has been featured in a numerous of hits films, including Soul Plane, Something New, and Friday After Next. Additional comics will include Earthquake from BET Comic View and HBO Def Comedy Jam, social media sensation DC Young Fly from Nick's Cannon Wild and Isle, uh, Lavelle Crawford from Workerholics, Breaking Bad, and Last Comic Standing, and Funny Man and Radio Show host Ricky Smiley, and more. Wow. And the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air star Janet Hubbard, you remember her? Hubert, I'm sorry. She's joining General Hospital as Yvonne, a love interest for Mike, played by Max Gale at the nursing home. EW.com, uh, they report that Yvonne will end up having a connection to the folks of Port Charles. This isn't the first appearance on the soap that Hubert also featured on All My Children. She also played Lisa, the mother of Evangeline Williamson on One Life to Live. The former Broadway star, uh, Hubert, played Vivian Banks on The Fresh Prince for season one through three from 1990 to 1993. She was replaced by Daphne Reed for the rest of the show run. General Hospital airs weekdays on uh, ABC, and Hubert's first episode will air on Friday, December 7th. And Ice Cube has become the latest star to use music to attack President Trump. That's right. Following the release track from Barbara Streisand and Carol King, which takes aim at the divisive president and his politi- uh, policies, uh, the rapper has dropped his new direct tune called Arrest the President. The NWA legend who previously upset Republicans with his hard-hitting track, F the Police, is at it again with his first single from his upcoming album, Everything's Corrupt, which is uh, going to be released on December 7th. 
Streisand recently released the song Don't Lie to Me from her new album Walls, while King had reworked her 1977 track One to take aim at Trump, telling The Guardian the release, her first new music in seven years is a call to action ahead of the U.S. midterm election held uh, last uh, earlier uh, earlier this month, revealing she reworked the song to perform at a political fundraiser just a couple of weeks ago, and it went down so well that she decided to release it to empower people. Uh, she's also a registered Democrat, and she also said that, quote, I need a reason to make music, and I haven't had one, unquote. Wow. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care.